These are the Casey Tapes. You, Man, and Favaz explore the backstories and interviews heard on Casey, the longest-running rock station in the country. Hello, everybody. I'm John Hewlett. My partner is Favaz, also known as the Mighty One. And we have our 38th episode ready to go. The interview subjectee today is Nikki Six of Motley Crue. It's yeah. an interview you did, Favaz. When? Uh, I did this in 2011, John. And before we get to it, uh, uh, a bit of Casey Tapes fun facts. You like fun facts, right? I love fun facts. Okay, here's a fun fact. Uh, when we do Nikki Six today, that will be three fourths of my. Crew. Now, Mick Mars really doesn't do interviews, so he's done. Uh, what other band have we done all, you know, three members of, and the other one we, we cannot do? Mm, because well, we you never Jimmy, interviewed him. We had Jimmy Page. Yeah, Robert what band Plant, is that? Yeah, yeah, Led Zeppelin. There you go. Yeah, so yeah. it'll be Led Zeppelin and Motley Crue that we have done three members mm. uh, of each of those bands. So mm-hmm. it's your fun fact for the day. Bye. Bye. Take care. Hope you enjoyed the episode. All right, yeah, no, wait. That's great. All right. So Nikki Six. Nikki uh, does a, a, a lot of the writing for the band. Uh, he's a guy who is oftentimes credited with being maybe the most talented guy in the group. I think he's the most intelligent, too. Yes. I mean, if you listen to the Casey Tapes podcast of Tommy and Vince, I mean, no slam to those guys at all. Uh, but they sound more like dudes, like, hey, man, let's party. Yes. You know, Nikki sounds more, uh, I hate to word the word, use the word cerebral, but he does. Um, he was in charge of that band. Uh, he did write a lot of the lyrics. Uh, this is coming off. Uh, this was promoting the second 6 a.m. record. He was a functioning heroin addict, yeah. and it was horrible. I yeah. mean, uh, the stuff that he went through, but he could get up on stage every night and play, and he had crazy times. And the heroin diaries, number one, was basically his diaries from 1987, and it was just, it, it was incredible. Like I said, 2011 on the phone. I would come to meet him. Actually, I met him when we did the Casey Hall of Fame interview, because, you know, they're in the Casey Hall of Fame, too, Molly Crew. And so it was, uh, he's just a, a very smart guy, and yeah. you'll be able to tell that from the interview. To have a guy like him who's, like you say, probably the glue for the band and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, the inspiration and a guy who's written much of the material, for him to be the one that has, or one of the ones, to have this kind of a drug problem and still find <sighs> some way to make this work uh, is, it's it's very unique. I mean, I'm not saying that uh, you know uh, uh, Mick Jagger didn't do drugs or uh, right. uh, you know Paul McCartney didn't do drugs. They did, but they didn't get the way this guy was. No, and yeah. it was uh, like I said. It if you read the first one, it is amazing that yeah. they that he made it through. And and you know, kickstart my heart was from when he killed himself. He had to be rushed to the hospital, came home, and then he shot up again. That's how bad he was. Yeah. So here we go. All right. You ready? Nikki Six is on with me at Casey. Nikki, uh, welcome back to Casey. And here we are. The last time I talked to you on the phone, we were talking about the heroin diaries. And now you have yep. a new book called This Is Gonna Hurt. Now, I remember, Nikki, when we spoke last time, you were working on this book, I think, um, when you were doing promo for the heroin diaries. Was that correct? You know, I don't remember if I was or not. I mean, I've, uh, I've been writing for so many years. I'm always writing. Uh, I think I, I, I always have an intention of releasing a book. This one starts out as a book of photography. And then me trying to explain myself as a photographer ended up being turning into this book, which then ended up inspiring the 6 a.m. album. And then we got the Hulu documentaries that are that are out now. Um 
So it's, it's all become one big enmeshment. So I'm not sure really where it started. Well, the reason I ask is that are you working on book number three right now? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I write. So I have, I was telling someone the other day, I go, I probably have three or four books done that I could just release if it was all about money. Uh, I write every day, and I write for stories. I write poetry. I write lyrics. Um, it's what I do. I journal all the time and um, document everything, and at some point, something will come out. I, I know I want to do stuff that motivates people, so right. that, that is the most important thing. Right on. All right, so the book, this is... I can't write. I bear Poetry. I, anything. I, mean, I shouldn't say that. I mean, there are things that I occasionally write, but uh, it's under pressure because I have to. That's the way I, I felt in school. Do you remember back in school where yeah. you had to write poetry or something? I was like, yeah. I think I plagiarized Carrie Livgren. <laughs> <laughs> I think it did. It's it's just crazy. Oh, I write poetry every day. I write songs every day. Really? Yeah. yeah I well, know. I don't. Just, and yeah. I just, I, yeah, I don't see how it's done. How could you uh, keep coming up with things that you think would be even interesting to write down? Because I don't think of interesting enough things to even, <laughs> first of all, for me to care about them, to, and then to think someone right. else might care about them. Right. going to hurt. I got my copy earlier this week. I'm about a quarter of the way through, I guess. And, I mean, Nick, I have to tell you, man, I mean, just the layout of the book, the hardcover, the way that it is, the, the photos, it, it looks super cool. Isn't it amazing? It's like a little little art project in your hand. Yeah, it truly is. It is. And and for those that don't have it, well, it's going to be in stores on the 12th. But, I mean, it, it, it's, it's radically different from the Heroin Diaries. I mean, I, I thought your book, Nikki, was the best sex, drugs, and rock and roll book I had ever read. And it was amazing that you were able to keep those diaries while you were on heroin. And now this one is, is more about your photography, um, you know, your sister, of course. And, and just in a nutshell, tell everybody, you know, the biggest difference between the two? Well, I mean, you know, as a, as a man that's been on this planet a long time, it's, it's about being completely vulnerable and honest. And one of the ways to do that is through writing. Uh, I get to really, I had an opportunity through the subjects that I photographed to really see people have been through a, a harder stuff than, than I've been through. And they had a better outlook on life. And to write about and photograph them and then look back on my own life and, and see, like, why am I, why am I attracted to people that, that have, um, you know, they've been through hard times, like the, the underdog. And it was really interesting, you know, the message that gets downloaded into our head. I think for me one of the moments was I photographed this double amputee, Amy Purdy, and she was so positive in her outlook in life. And I went to a convenience store, and I saw People magazine, and there was a, the top 100 most beautiful people, and that's when we wrote Lives of Beautiful People. Right, I remember. Uh, and also, when you took that trip to the to the uh, slums, I guess, of Vancouver, uh, that was pretty ballsy, yeah, too, just being dropped off, and you were just shooting pictures. I mean, the thing about the camera is, you know, you can just snap a picture, or you can actually get into the, the down and dirty nitty-gritty of whatever it is, whether it's up close to somebody in a portrait or getting into a situation that, you know, some might consider dangerous. I've been in some pretty dangerous situations. <laughs> That's a new one from 6 a.m. It's KC95. With me on the phone is Nikki Six. Let me kill that. Hold on. And uh, Nikki, uh, this book that you've written, uh, this time, No Ghostwriter. I would think you're pretty proud of that. You know, extremely proud of that. Uh, it's a lot of work, and it's... Um, I was able to write the book without 
any destination. I, I, I didn't have a publishing company. I didn't have a co-driver. I just wrote it. was putting together my, my photography. It was inspiring an album. We were doing a documentary. We didn't know when it would come out. We didn't know why it would come out. It was just this free-falling honesty. It's really inspirational. What's so inspiring me is that I'm seeing people connect to it. Yeah. Again, like heroin diaries. They're yes. going, you know what, dude? Thank you for saying this. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm saying what everyone's thinking. You know, I'm, I don't really feel that special. I just feel like a cat that has a, a microphone, so to speak. You know, Nikki, um, we're talking to Nikki Six. His book, This Is Gonna Hurt, comes out on April the 12th. Nikki, some of my favorite photographs in the book are, are of you and, and the rest of the guys in Motley Crue, and in particular the one of you and Vince. I mean, they just yeah. look very playful. Um, yeah. You know, and, and the narratives that go along with it, too, are just cool. So, I mean, people will read about not only 6 a.m., how it was formed and everything, but but they'll get their crew filled, too. Well, they get, they get to see. You know, get, I'm giving you a very up-close, personal look at my life from childhood to now, and that in Motley Crue is such a huge part of my life. You know, I would never keep that out, or um, and I would never dismiss it either. You know, I'm not happy about the Sammy Hager book. He comes out and he just flags everybody. I think it's low class. What do you mean? He, and he, just, he call fan. people out? Uh, Sammy's autobiography, yeah. he yeah. Uh, Of course. You know, it's like a an interview with him. You know, he goes off on the guys in Van Halen yeah. and stuff like that. So I, you know, that's what I'm assuming Nikki is referring to. Mm-hmm. So and uh, Van Halen, it makes me yeah, Van Halen. That, I, I, a Van Halen song came on the radio the other day, and it was I preferred David Lee Roth era, but you know, I love Eddie, um, I love Alex, my neighbor. I always thought they wrote great songs, and I'm listening, and the songs come on with Sammy Hager saying I turned the radio off. I was like, this is ugly. Well, you know, I guess he was... He's flagging Sammy. Wow. <laughs> Just... <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. I mean... Well, I mean, anybody can have their favorites of the two. I mean, I I, I prefer the no, David Lee Roth. I'm, I'm talking about how he's just going off on Sammy's autobiography oh. when he has been in public disputes with Tommy and Vince his whole life. Yeah, you know, saying this guy's an asshole or whatever. It's just it's the same thing. Yeah, except Sammy put his down in in writing. Right. Well, and in the book, The Dirt, nobody got flagged in that. Um, I don't remember. Hmm. No, it's coming from a different place. I mean, you know, he. You know, he had quite the experience with those t- with those two, and I guess that's where he was coming from. Just wanted to get it out, but whatever. Well, you know what? I've had I've had experiences with my band members. I'm not going to deface the, the the great thing that is rock and roll by doing that. So anyway, right. that's my opinion. That's my opinion, and I'm sticking to. There you go. Yeah, he he just. Yeah. <laughs> I said he had his moments, and now he just. Yeah. Said, yeah, I had my moments, but I wouldn't do that. He's calling himself out there. Whatever. <laughs> so the uh, the record comes out on uh, May the third, and then Motley goes out with Poison and the New York Dolls, and we have a date in St. Louis of June twenty second. And I just talked to Tommy a couple weeks ago, Nikki, and I mean that's a that's a great package. I, I thought you you and you guys and Poison didn't get along, but I guess I'm wrong, right? No, it wasn't that we didn't get along. It's that we said we didn't want to tour with any bands from the '80s. But after creating Crew Fest 1 and 2 and playing with all these active and alternative bands, we were getting ready to go out and do another tour. And we said, what do the fans think? And let them vote. And they vote, They voted. They wanted Guns N' Roses, Def Leppard, Poison, started talking to everybody. And so it happened. And we're excited about it. 
Once again, Nikki Six's book, This Is Gonna Hurt, in stores April 12th. The new 6 a.m. record, May 3rd. Motley Crue here June 22nd. And you are a busy mofo. It'll be a busy summer, and we're doing the radio show. And I don't know, man, I'm so grateful and so happy to get up every day and, and do just good stuff. And I'm so happy to be in Motley Crue. I look over at these boneheads, and I'm like, we're still doing it. <laughs> you know, and you tweet a lot, man. I mean, I don't know. Out of everybody I follow, you you might tweet the most during the day, I think. He's got to keep writing. That's another way to write. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like to uh, – I, I love it. I really do. I didn't like it at the beginning because everybody was like, buy, buy my, you know, buy my this, buy my that. Right. And I like to let people know what's going on, too. But at the same time, what's really cool is that sometimes I'll just ask people questions, and it's really cool to get information. Like, one day I just asked, like, what's your favorite song of all time? Mine's Dream On by Aerosmith. And, man, it was so cool to see what people like. I remember that. Yeah, I like that kind of stuff. So we're having a really good time. And you get that, that um, relationship with the fans that you could never have before. You're right. Nikki Six, we love you, man, and uh, thank you for thank all you. that you do. And uh, we'll uh, get the book, and we'll see you uh, in June with Poison and the New York Dolls. And, Nikki, uh, congratulations on everything, man. Thank you very much. All right, so there you go. A short interview uh, Yeah. Uh, you know about about his books and uh, about him uh, personally. Not uh, a lot there about Motley Crue, but yeah. those stories have been told many times. They have, and uh, if you you know if you go to the Casey website and you go to the Real Rock Museum, you can see more about Motley Crue. But this was about the book, uh, This Is Gonna Hurt, which I think I referred to as the Heroin Diaries 2. It kind of is in a way, except now it's just... You know, it's just uh, photos and things like that. But, um, you know, the guy, you know, like he like he says, he always has something going on. Yeah. He's always got the irons in the fire, and he certainly did at that time. Yeah. So. And you wonder how people like him and Sammy Hagar and the Paul McCartney's of the world, these guys who are always busy, constantly doing it. And at that level mm-hmm. of success, you know, it's just mind-boggling where they get the energy, where they get the reserves of creativity and all that kind of stuff. Right. It's just I don't know how they do it, but boy, they are rare. They're they are just a handful, and he's one of them. He is one of them. Uh, you know, the the band obviously broke up a couple of years ago. Motley did, but he's still doing stuff. You know, the Dirt just came out. The movie, um, it's 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 you know, he's got six a.m. still, but you know, after, I, I wonder if he's just stir crazy now at home. Yeah, you know, well, even after having abused himself as as he did. Yeah, you know, uh, it's just a, amazing that he's. A, still alive, and then B, still able to do all these things that he's done since then. Read The Heroin Diaries, the first book that came out, or he chronicles the year 1987. It is just amazing to read. It really is. All right, that's it for today's episode, number 38 in the Casey Tapes. We have a lot of them out there, so check out others, too, if you uh, like what you hear today with Nikki Six. I'm John Hewlett. You can follow me on Twitter, at STLUman, and on Instagram, I'm Johnny Hewlett. Favaz, Casey Guy at Twitter, and Instagram, Casey95, Favaz, Facebook. A-M-F. Motherfucker. My friend. Motherfucker. My friend. At least none of us have been hooked on heroin. Never. I, don't know, I might try too, one of these. Too scared. I'm too scared. When I get to 85, I might give it a <laughs> shot. Eh? If I get to and then we can bury you at the same time. <laughs> the Casey Tapes with you, man, and Favaz. For more on the history of Casey, go to Casey95.com or the Casey mobile app. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. 
you might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home-trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.